welcome to the new age it's your god day twin in new age we trust how y'all feeling today it is a new week let's get it started on the right note and we identify as anything but trust fund babies in other words trust fund babies we are not however we bring you our perspective on all things money business and culture and today episode is overlooked stories of the week where we bring to you an overlooked story that we think is overlooked and give our perspective and analyst analyzation on it so let's get started yes and even though the week is just starting so it's really overlooked stories of the weekend or last week i think you get the point anyway i'll go first you know when i was growing up at my grandmother's house this this show would be on from time to time and I could just hear it in my head right now. It just would be, Antonio, you are not the father. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Antonio, that show is ending. After 30 seasons and more than 3,600 episodes, the Mari show is being canceled. The biggest instigator of all time. The biggest instigator of all time. This, you know, was this was reality TV before reality TV. I mm-hmm. think he might have been a pioneer of reality TV. This show is finally being canceled. It feel like this man was on TV for about 20, 30 years. And now, after 30 seasons, I meant I, I kind of messed up because I wanted y'all to <laughs> guess. What? No, keep going. I wanted y'all to guess. How many episodes it was? Episodes? Yeah, episodes. I think I already said it. No, you didn't. You just said how many years. I don't know right, you, you did. said I how many it. years. You didn't say how many episodes. Oh, good, good, good. So that's what I wanted y'all to guess. This is my overlooked story of the week. Nobody's talking about the biggest instigator finally being canceled. So, how many episodes has it been after 30 seasons of this show? My man over there cheating. He's there pulling out the calculator. <laughs> he pulled out. I asked the question. He, he just straight pulled out his phone. I'm going on top of my head. Do, 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 do. In a math genius of mine, what's that? Five episodes a year? I mean, a week? 20 years? I'm going to go 4,000. 4,000. I'm going to say 1,000 episodes. 1,000 episodes. Survey says. <laughs> 3,600 episodes. 3,600 episodes. So clap it up for Mar. He did his thing. Man, I'm not clapping for that he, motherfucker. He did I'm his not thing. clapping for that. Listen, you got to respect longevity. You got to respect longevity. I respect the longevity, but like you said, he's one. I'm, I'm, that's the overlooked story right there. Marty being the biggest instigator on TV ever. Like, yo, he <laughs> went instant. I'm watching that back in the day, you know. Going to school, waiting for um school bus or whatever. I said waiting for school bus. Waiting to catch the bus, you know, I'm watching Mario or whatever. And I'm just saying here, like, yo, he is really antagonizing these people. He's really instigating the oh, you sure he's the father? Oh, who who have you been with? Oh, and then he's chasing behind chasing behind the females at a fast speed, looking like Hussein Bolt sometimes. Like, yo, that's the overlooked story. Not him getting not the show being canceled. It's him being the biggest instigator on TV. Listen, this is one of the shows that it's on and then it just stay on. Like, yo, why, you, you don't know how it got on, but the fact that it's on 
you watch an episode and then it just feel like you end up watching four or five episodes. Maury is a legend. I don't care what you say. He is an instigator, but he's a legend. And for that, this should be talked about way more. This is the overlooked story of the week for me. If I'm Maury, I'm, I'm, or whoever owns that intellectual property, I'm putting it straight in the NFT. <laughs> that got to, that got to be the most twenty two thing I've heard since twenty twenty two. Yeah, man, he can he can you know uh, catapult this thing because the Maury show is legendary. As much as I didn't like this show because of the foolishness that's involved, I got to say, and I think everybody will have to agree, it was one of the most entertaining uh, shows, talk shows, or whatever you want to say, type of shows on national television and i think if he or the powers that whoever owns the intellectual intellectual property puts it in nft they can make millions and millions of dollars more than what they've already made off of it. and i can't say this no let me let me, let me stop with the mari bashing for a moment for yeah, just for the moment you do that i mean mari probably saved a lot of lives if I didn't heard you are not the father and I'm not on national TV, <laughs> I might have to go upside somebody here. So, Mari, shout out to Mari for saving so many lives He was just trying to save America. Okay, next Overlook Story of the Week. All right. So, Wells Fargo is being sued for a new modernized version of Redlining. They are accused of denying African-American or minorities when they were trying to refinance their mortgages and when the pandemic first hit in 2020, mm-hmm. they denied more than 50, well, more than 54% of people re- trying to refinance their homes, but approved over 74% of, you know, white Americans. Mm-hmm. The problem was um, they would deny you for a low rate and then you had to refinance for a higher rate. So now you have Senator Elizabeth Warren looking into this saying Wells Fargo should be oh Lord. held accountable for their actions. So that's my overlooked story of the week. People trying to refinance their homes on the 2020 pandemic in a time of need, a time of really need to refinance and being denied and being forced to pay for a higher rate and then paying for higher money, which in the article it said that leads to more people being foreclosed out of their homes. That's my overlooked story of the week. So what's interesting about this is, you know, these banks continue to get away with murder, man. <laughs> you know, um, in 2012, they was fined or sued and settled for the same exact thing, redlining. So you mean to tell me in 2012, you fast forward eight years and they act like it never happened. Or they, you know, Wells Fargo must got a lot of money for them to be able to keep stomaching these million dollar a multi-million dollar, and I'm talking about the one in 2012 was over a hundred million dollars. So I don't know what the you know the number is on this one, but if they can continue to stomach this, I don't think that we need any um, government stimulus. Or just go to Wells Fargo and have them donate to us, to the country. You know, the first thing I heard that really stood out for me is Elizabeth Warren. If you got Elizabeth Warren looking into this. Ain't shit gonna happen. Ain't shit gonna happen. <laughs> shit ain't gonna change. Listen, the the we just had a state. How long has this story been out? Like a week, couple uh, four days. days. I I just want to know if, if uh, 
Joe Biden or anybody's going to address this. I believe not so. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, of course, Elizabeth Warren tries to pick it up and, and run with it. That That's my takeaway. She, she, who's going to, who's really going to address this? Her and Nancy Pelosi has, has to be the Pelosi. top, the top two, uh, when it comes to political campaigns. Man, they need to be the mascot of, of you know, really pushing narratives and, you know, acting like they for the pe- <laughs> fighting for the people uh-huh. uh, for when they're really fighting for, you know, their seat um, to be reinstated in office during the next election. Hopefully these people, you know, get the justice that they need because that's, that's kind of messed up. Like, you go to refinance your home during the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's totally messed up. And then you know, let me let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Are we sure it's a race thing, or is yeah? It, that's, it, what, that's what they say. That's what Bloomberg said. It was a race, racial. I mean, well, Bloomberg well, could say anything. Well, redlining. I, I get what you say. What you saying? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, are we sure it's a race thing, or could it have been a credit thing? And no, no. I'm glad you said that. So they said that. Uh, I'm, uh, white Americans that was making between zero mm. and sixty four thousand got approved. They said African Americans that made between one twenty and one sixty was denied. See, there we go. That's all. That's you. If if you're gonna bring this story to the table, you need to lead with that. That says it all right there. That and, says it all. And redlining specifically, you know, was consi- is considered to be mm-hmm. a race thing. And they already got, you know, I could see the likelihood of this band because, like I said, eight years prior, they settled in court for the same exact thing. You know, so it's just, it, it's amazing to me that this institution can still be in the financial industry when they have practices like this. And you know, and and I'm in 2020 or 2022. Right. You know, <laughs> you said they got fined over a hundred million dollars yeah. in 2012, and like you said, that that's pennies to them. That's I mean that that may be dollars to them. It's not nothing substantial. And at the end of the day, if you're doing this to thousands of people, or you know, who I don't know how many people, but I mean, we got to start asking a question. We we often talk about the SEC up here. Is, is fines enough for this type right. of criminal and and, and uh, just, like, what is fines going to do anything? Evidently not. Right. So, <laughs> we got to, I don't know. Yeah, Somehow, and this is why I pointed to Elizabeth Warren, and I'm going to let you go. Somehow we got to have someone really address this in a real impactful manner, and it has to be one of our repre- our uh, so-called representatives in in government that's been our elected officials. It has to be; otherwise, this continues to happen. I, if I'm an institution and I'm getting away with it, I see no reason to stop. <laughs> Why would I stop? So we'll end with the last story of the week, and it's you know still kind of in line with, or not kind of, it's in line with the banking industry, like Antonio. So I'm the only one who wanted to come in here with the smoke and, and talk about reality TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you dealt with culture. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Binky dealt with myself and Binky is dealing with business and money. You know, <laughs> business so and finance. Yeah, so so we're gonna balance it out. <laughs> Hashtag Ethgate, I think, is the oh, the number one overlooked story of the week. It's been reported last week that um, the founder of Ethereum or co-founder of Ethereum, Joseph Ludman, is being brought up to be audited because of his sneaky moves with moving his intellectual or intellectual property into other companies, trying to snake or undermine investors so that they won't get a part of the profits being shifted over in a new company. So let me give a little bit of backdrop yeah, break that and down for us. story into this. And they're projecting this to be bigger than Enron because of the players involved and the amount of money that's involved. Joseph Lutman is a co-founder of Ethereum. He also funded two, um, founded two other companies. One is Consensus. Now we're talking about Web3 for those of you who don't know. Consensus and a new company called CSI. So it's a uh, CSI along with MetaMask, which is the number one wallet on Ethereum blockchain and causes it to be what it is regarding the Web3, um, has converted this. Uh, Joseph Lutman has converted the intellectual property of both MetaMask and consensus over the CSI without any votes without any notice of shareholders so recently the shareholders have filed for an audit by the way an audit an audit on the company by the way we all know that ethereum has gotten a free pass from the sec right so the shareholders are arguing that it's illegal for him for joseph lutman and consensus to take action on something like this the biggest story and backdrop to this is the players that's involved in the new company. So we talk about this narrative being promoted that cryptocurrency is decentralized. When in fact, when you pull back the covers, it's not technically according to the rules or regulations of the SEC. So in spite of Ethereum doing a, a ICO, which is a public offering, which labels this company or asset as a security, they got a free pass. And they got the reason that the SEC stated that they gave them a free pass is because they stated that it was decentralized, meaning that didn't no one person or entity controlled the majority of the um, activity on the asset and company. Come to find out, unbeknownst to every, the American public and everybody else, it just came out that when Joseph Lutman switched over these uh, this IP, intellectual property, over to this new company, CSI, none other than J.P. Morgan Chase is the majority stakeholder in this new company, CSI. What do you guys think about this narrative of the blockchain Web3 slash Ethereum 
being in crypto, being decentralized, the narrative of it being decentralized, and this news just coming out. That was a lot to digest. A whole lot, but it's the overlooked story of the week. So, can you explain to me how him moving his IP to another company Mm -hmm. undermines it? Because you're a shareholder. Mm -hmm. You're a shareholder. It has to be a vote. It had, number one, it's legal to do the illegal to do that. It's like you what, raising what, was the what company, makes it illegal. What was the company mm-hmm. th- that he moved the, I, the IP to? From and to? MetaMask and Consensus over the CSI. Okay. No, I'm sorry. MetaMask and Ethereum over to CSI. Okay. The new company. So what makes it illegal is... One, you can't take investors' money and then um, um, have an IP in one company. Mm-hmm. You founded this company, this tape, or this, let's say this uh, Zoom part. You founded this. This comes with an intellectual property, you know, certain capabilities that it can do. And then all of a sudden say that Canon has this intellectual property, mm-hmm. you know, because Dayton has invested his money into Zoom. And then mm-hmm. to that intellect, the intellectual properties that comes with Zoom. So unbeknownst to Dayton, myself, Joseph Lutman, has now took the IP from Zoom and put it under this sub subsidiary or either a mother company, new company called CSI, unbeknownst to you, that you don't have any stake in as an investor. So, okay, I got that part. Now, what does this have to do with Ethereum? Because MetaMask and Ethereum is the actual uh, major components that make Ethereum and Web3 what it is. Similar to uh, Amazon and um, Amazon Web Services or NVIDIA, like the software that's involved Mm -hmm. for Web3 comes from Ethereum and MetaMask. MetaMask being a smart wallet, smart contract. So, so basically, he was stealing. That's he's yeah. Basically, somebody's, and that's the argument. I'm glad you brought that up. That's the argument on Twitter. Is that oh, one of the shareholders, one of 35 shareholders, stated that somebody is out. Either J.P. Morgan Chase and the new company, or either the 35 investors in the old company. Somebody's gonna get screwed. So, who you think will get screwed? Oh, who I think who always gets screwed. <laughs> so ask the ask the uh, original question again. What do you what do you think, think about the narrative of crypto being so decentralized, but under the the guy oh under the guise of being uh, of decentralization, which myself suspected and I believe you as well, Dayton. The banks will come in, and whatever was decentralized will now become centralized. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a a growing. I don't want to say narrative, but a growing. A growing concern about mm-hmm. where Web three and blockchain is going. Honestly, 
to be honest, we kind of predicted this though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you an XRP investor, you this is what you kind of saw. Mm-hmm. This is why you were so bullish on XRP because you knew the banks and the centralization and the centralized companies will come into this decentralized space and if Monopolize not yeah, if not you know control it gain a big chunk of it and put their you know stakes in it so i i think we kind of predicted this i didn't expect probably it, it to be the details and the specifics yeah. of what's you know being uncovered yeah and, and how it's playing out but i mean at this point web 3 is going to is 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 I mean this is how it's gonna play out. Web three, blockchain, decentralization is is still innovative, but it's it's business. It's business. So with that being said, the other thing, the other element that's added to this, they're labeling this as a bigger scandal than Enron because of the market cap currently for ethereum is 400 billion it's over it's over 400 billion i'm sorry and i um emron was i forget what is under that the market cap so they're labeling it as the biggest financial scandal in history yeah i still don't understand i'm i don't you don't have to you know get into it on this podcast but i still don't understand how this the ethereum part of how ethereum has anything to do with the founder taking ips from different companies that's separate from ethereum that's the part i don't understand but you can explain that to me off air okay good overlook story this is the new age like comment subscribe follow us on new age trust instagram and tiktok give us a five star on new age sound if you didn't like the podcast it's fine just give us a four star we'll take that anyway <laughs> In new age, we trust.